growing up. Like, man, that's just a trust fund kid. So Marge was really just hating that they parents and grandparents knew what to do with the bag. Is that what you're <laughs> right, telling me for? Right. That's the thing. Like, the true goal of a parent is to ensure your kids have a better life than you did, right? Tell the them. idea of a trust fund, baby, like, I, I, I pray. Knock on wood that my kids' kids is all trust fund kids. I didn't mix my with Fago. Stack my money up at Lego. Back to me when I say so. Pull up in the spotlight. Pull up in the What's up, world? You tuning in to Money, Music, and Cultures? It's your boy, Raw Smack. Your boy, Professor Cope. And you already know, man, we here with a new week, man, where we always talking about how to truly get to that bag, man. We bring in money, music, and culture. So we bring in financial literacy to the music game, man. And without further ado, man, you know, I think one thing, you know, one of our last episodes, we was talking about, you know, Lil Dirk, and we was talking, you know, baby. But on this one, man, I want to talk to somebody else, man. A different type of baby, man. This Baby King, man. So let's cue this up, man. Baby King featuring K-Dot, man. I think when you hear this song, it's one of those that really, you know, you had to kind of go through it because it's a lot of bars. But when you, when I heard this one, it was like, yo, this one resonated with me. Let's see what they talking about. Baby King, I feel like an old Everybody wanna be great, but the work don't relate and the life be mistaken the truth. I remember banking with Chase like 400 K staring at it. I ain't know what to do. Now I look at money like a resource. Every contract gonna put my kids, family, and school. Health and wealth going deep for it. Do right for my next life. And he did some too. I remember roaches. Mama lost focus. I was at home. No we can cut that right there, man. Cope, I'm gonna kick this one to you, man. I the the lyrics sometimes, you know, is going a little fast, you know. K-Dot be spitting, but man, did, did any of that resonate with you, dog? Man, look, he said, I remember banking with Chase, like 400K, staring at it like, I don't know what to do. That's real, real stuff. That's real. I mean, that goes back to the reason why you and I started doing this, why we started, even before this, working on financial education, right? Like, we get money, and, and it's the first time ever. The first yeah. time anybody's approaching you talking about, yo, you got to pay taxes on this. What? I Literally. Pay who? Why? Right? <laughs> like, you know, and, and I think that is why. I mean, I, I, that, that's a profound lyric to me just because, again, like, you just got the money. You just got the bag. And as we've always talked about, I always say to people, like, you work your entire life for the money. Now you got to work two times as hard to learn how to save it than three times as hard to learn how to grow it. So now my dog Kendrick got 400 staring at it like, ooh, like, what to do? What do I got to do with it? Now it's a resource. It's an asset. It's something that, that works for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that that's major right there. What about you? Nah, that's real. Like, I think nine times out of ten, most people in the hood, right, don't know what to do with the money, right? And I think that it, it goes back to something that our, our parents used to tell us, or our grandparents was like, you know, save your money, save your money, you're going to do better, right? And I think that's what he was doing, right? He knew the first thing, right, to save the money. He didn't blow it, right? He had 400000 in his chase. But once again, right, I think you always say this, right? One of the biggest lies ever told was to put your money in the bank. So now we're mm. talking about KDOT with 400 racks in the bank, and he's like, okay, I got 400000 now what to do? But the reality is, 
his money is actually losing its value by just purely being in his bank account, right? Because his bank account at Chase, I don't care if he was private client or whatever it was, his bank account and his checking account is going to be paying him roughly 0.06% interest on his money, right? And so when I hear that, I'm like, okay, he obviously didn't know what to do, but that's a fact that everybody don't know what to do, right? Whether you got 400,000, 40,000, or 4,000, if you don't know what to do with $400, you ain't gonna know what to do with 40,000 or 400,000. So the fact remains, right? And I think that's what the whole, you know, financial literacy stuff is. But I think, you know, the verse wow. continue to grow though. Where you say now, I'm looking at my money like a resource, right? Every contract I get, I gotta be able to put my family through school, my kids through school, right? Now I know what to do next with, with it in my life and my kids gonna have some too. So at that point, he like, bro, at the time, I ain't know what the f to do, but I don't know if he was listening to Life 101 or Maconomics, he learned what to do with it, you <laughs> did. But the reality hey. is, right, I'm hearing that, I'm like, yo, I rock with KDOT because vast majority of people don't know what to do with the money. But now, when you look at money as a resource, right, you was on CNBC not too long ago when, and the, the guy that was talking to you was like, yo, every dollar has to work for me, right? And I'm a pill. You feel Every me? Every dollar got to get out there and go get me another dollar. You did? Pimp name slick back. Oh, you look like one. You did? <laughs> but that's him, so man. funny, though, because I think that when you really start looking at money as a resource and not just like a means to an end, you start understanding how to live like the true wealthy, the true 1%, right? Because now you're like, man, my money is a resource. I'm about to invest my money, and I want to make it so that my money now is in a position to put my kids through school and my kids are now gonna be able to get some of this money too. So now he's talking generational, all the way coming from a person who didn't even know what to do with the money. Mm. I think, I mean, the reason why we started this show is because it's beautiful how you can listen to one thing and take something from it and I can listen to it and take something totally different from it and we can have a guest on the show and they take something completely different from it and and where you just took that was major right like you took it as Kendrick putting his bread in the bank staring at it like I don't know what to do like this thing can't just be sitting here staying here this is like keeping my money under the mattress right yeah I looked at it as just like yo like I got money now what the hell like I don't know what like cool it's nice but like what next, right? Like, yeah. And it, it's, they, they can be, you know, some people look at it as one and the same, but like those are two unique battles in the sense that now let's talk about, okay, we done made a little money. Mm -hmm. We done got a few checks. Well, now what do we do with it? You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I know we've, we've gone back and forth on some of these things, right? One, all right, well, all right, I got the four. No, let's let's do it like this. All right, you got the 400K. Well, no, nah, let's not do that because there's some people like 400. Well, I got 2,000, right? Yeah. Uh, you got some money in the bank, right? You, regardless of the amount, you are trying to start off on that financial journey. I think both of us would agree, first and foremost, you need to, the first step is establishing that emergency fund. Yeah. First and foremost, right? Um, you know, I think that a lot of people have their financial blueprints and some steps differ for certain people but i think for you and i especially like we agree first and foremost you got to take care of self and make sure you got that little that that safety net and that's yeah. what an emergency fund is exactly you know what i'm saying and and you know i think you and i agree as well three to six months saved up for emergency expenses you know if you want to be a little more risque three months 
Yeah. Right. So uh, wait, what? What is three to six months? What's that mean? Spell it so out for somebody. Three to six months of recurring living expenses. So for me, first and foremost, I, I, well, actually, let's back up. The first road on that financial journey is not saving that emergency fund. The first road for me is finding your why slash budgeting, mm-hmm. right? So for me, I need to understand why money matters to me, right? Because like Kendrick said, originally it was just money. Now it's a resource. It provides life for me. It provides health and wealth and and provides for the village, right? So first and foremost is figuring out that why for me, then my next step would be that budget. And for me, I need to know how much it costs me to live on a monthly basis. Every penny that leaves my house on a monthly reoccurring basis, I need to know how much it costs me to live. What's my yeah. bare necessity cost, right? Rent, utility bills, car note, insurance costs, any types of things, if daycare, school, nanny, yep. whatever it may be, right? All those costs got to be factored in. And then once I have that, now I can create a plan from that. The first actionable step with money is starting to build that emergency fund. There's some people who are, let me go start investing today. Well, bro, you ain't even got a thousand saved. <laughs> what, what, what if your car breaks down right now? Mm-hmm. What if you lose your job right now? Right? What if, what if you have a job where, you know, I, I went to, I, I drove past a restaurant the other day and because the somebody on the kitchen staff, I guess, got COVID, the mm-hmm. whole thing shut down. So now everybody's job, mm. your money stops. So what are you doing for that month, right? Yeah. That two months, whatever it may be. So emergency fund is the next thing that I think you should be executing on. Yeah. What do you think about after, after that next step? Yeah, no. So I think once you realize, like we were saying, right, and Cope always, you always preach this, right? Once you realize that you effectively getting finessed by a bank, right? The bank is just holding your money for safekeeping. You can use it as a debit card, but at the same token, right? A bank taking your money and literally paying you pennies to then loan it to somebody else to make dollars. Let me say that one more time. You give a bank money for safekeeping, so to speak, so you can get access to a debit card or whatever. They literally are taking your money, paying you pennies to hold your money for safekeeping and then lending it to somebody else when they come to get an auto loan or a mortgage loan, and they're making dollars off your money that you're giving them, right? So once you understand that, then you realize like, wait, they paying me 0.06% return? Then I really don't need to have that much money in the bank. Once you realize you only need, like Cope's saying, your emergency fund, your necessary expenses to live day to day, right? Roughly six months of that, then the excess money, now we can make a plan for what to do with that money, right? And, you know, Coke mm-hmm. talking about, yo, I'm looking at it as a resource. I want to be able to put my family through school. One of them things might be, uh, you know, if you get kids, a college plan, a college savings plan, maybe a 529. Next thing might be, man, let me start investing this money, right? Whether it's stocks, whether it's bonds, whether it's real estate. But 400000 if you Kendrick at that time, you're probably able to buy a crib. You're probably able, able to leverage that money to buy your mama a crib, right? Because, you know, well, I'll tell a lot of people, you don't got to put down no no whole lot of money. You can put down three and a half percent return, get an FHA loan, right? Get a multi-unit or a single family home. But now you're able to leverage all that money, right? So for KDOT, you probably keeping 
call it just for shits and giggles, 40,000 in the bank, right? No telling what his monthly expenses is, but call it 40, 50,000 to keep it in there. Now you got 350 to play with, 360. Now, now we investing. Now we going straight to the stock market. He might want to buy some crypto, right? Um, might want to buy a crib, but now, and if he got kids, now you want to, you know, start up maybe a custodial uh, account for his kid, as well as, I will also, if I'm KDOT, probably start a retirement account too, a Roth IRA, mm -hmm. right? But like, the list is going to go on, and that's why Cope was saying something so important. Start off with your why, right? What's your why? Like, are you living for other people, right? Do you got kids you got to take care of? You got any dependents, right? Now you're trying to say, okay, when are you, what's your plan? At what age do you want to retire? For KDOT, what age do you want to stop, uh, stop rapping? For the next person, yeah. What day do you want to start, you know, stop going to your sales job or your technology job, whatever it is right now, you're starting to make those, those true, you know, well thought out plan. But like at the end of the day, once you got that money in the bank, like there is a such thing as having too much money in the bank because now your money's just sitting there collecting dust, but more importantly, losing value. Right. I say this often. I don't know if it go through one ear and out the other, or sometimes even over people's heads. Right. The cost of living go up every year. Right. Mm. On average, it's going to go up like three percent. And what I mean by that is the cost of inflation. Right. When you go to the corner store, what you could get for a dollar today is not what you could get for a dollar 10 years ago, five years ago, even a year ago. Right. On average, the prices of all goods go up about three percent a year. Same reason your rent go up, you know, every other year, if not every year, the, the price of tuition go up, the price of groceries, the price of gas. The price of everything, right? Because that is inflation. So now when you start realizing that at the bare minimum, if your money isn't at least generating the cost of inflation, which is 3% on average, if your money ain't giving you 3% returns, then you're losing your bread, right? Your money is really just losing its value, right? So $100 today, if you got it in your bank account, right? Next year is probably $97. That's what it's worth. That's the buying power of it. So I tell people like, look, man, you definitely, there is a such thing as having too much money in the bank because the other money that you have, the excess, you need to have that invested. And now what you want to invest in, it, it, it boiled down, right? So a person like, you know, a person who got 400,000 in the bank, their risk tolerance might be a lot different than a person with only, you know, 4,000 or 40,000, you know, or like those risk tolerance might be different. But for a person with 400K, he's probably in the realm of a professional athlete. So we got to kick it to a guy like you, right? Like, what are you doing? with that extra 400K just in the bank. Like, all right, I figured it out. I don't need this much in the bank. Like, what's your first step you doing? Yeah, no, nah, that's, uh, I think first to not to, to backtrack a little bit, I think it's also the education, no piece, right? That's why, like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And when you make money, you work hard to make money, but we haven't learned about stocks. We haven't learned about investing. We It's not something that we grew up on. You know, we, we haven't grown up watching CNBC. We grew up watching, you know, cartoons and ESPN, maybe, right? And so once you get the money, I think that there's also an educational process beyond the emergency fund to get you at a place where you feel comfortable diving in to putting your money to work for you. And that is on you, right? Yep. Like, unless you're hiring somebody else to do it for you and you got those type of funds, ultimately it is on you because if not, then... You, you don't know what to, you don't know that there is a world beyond the bank because mm -hmm. schools teach you that that's where your money should go, exactly. right? They don't teach you about assets and real estate and all of those types of things, right? So, um, so that's first, education.
investing in your education. How can I learn some of this stuff, right? Now, when it comes to splitting up your assets, it, it depends on your personal risk tolerance. There's some people I know who need to hit a certain number before they even start to invest. There's some players I know who literally got half a million sitting in the bank with a, a, a big financial firm right now, and it's doing nothing. They're waiting till the end of the season to get more time to learn about this stuff. There's other players who I know who they just needed a little bit of breathing room, and now if the rest is like we 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 not gambling, but we putting it to work, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. So, for me, what I would say is the first foundational piece of a portfolio for me is going to be the 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 stock market, right? The reason why I hesitated on that is because I actually have kind of transitioned a little bit because now it's a bit stock market and I think right now my 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 heavier position is now real estate mm, real okay. assets right and the reason being just because I can touch those I can feel those I can you know um I have options with those so when I buy a home for example I have multiple ways to get my money out Mm -hmm. right multiple ways to potentially win if I buy this home I potentially want to flip it cool oh that doesn't work out the market's kind of down right now okay let's turn it into a rental okay cool oh damn everything's bad it's real bad right now I got to move out my own crib well guess what I got this bad boy to live in myself mm -hmm. Airbnb now right we got options so for me if I was giving anybody advice with with the 400k for example or a young Kendrick advice I would first and foremost tell him to build that foundation when it comes to his emergency fund then his stock assets and stuff like that because those are it's not easy but it's easier to learn and understand and, and automate your investments and keep it simple and allow your money to grow for you but then the next level step for me would be okay, now we need to start getting into some alternative investments, some some real estate. And eventually, after the real estate pillar for me, then it's venture investing. I I think getting into money, getting into stocks, you are late. Mm -hmm. If a company is public already, it is late. You can make a lot of money off of that. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But the people that are making, you know, 10x their money are the people who invested in it when the company was private. Yeah. And so you got to have a, a, a certain, you got to actually be an accredited investor. So a certain net worth, but more importantly, a certain network to even have mm -hmm. access to knowing that that exists and yeah. to have access to be able to put your money into some of those deals. So wait, let's back up for the person who don't know what you're talking about venture, right? Like, what are you talking about investing in? Yeah. So for example, Facebook, before Facebook became a publicly traded company or Apple, before it became a publicly traded company, there were a bunch of people who invested in it to help get it off the ground when it was a, an adventure. It was a journey. It was a venture, right? Mm -hmm. um, venture is high risk. This is 90% of venture investments fail. Meaning you have a literally a 90% chance of losing your money. So yeah. this is why most people aren't doing it until they've really, really established themselves emergency fund wise, you know, no debt to a certain extent, if that's what they believe in and asset wise, right? They have that strong foundation, but you are helping a company reach that potential dream exit of becoming a public company or being bought by a bigger company at a premium. And so those are 
that's what I mean when I'm talking about venture investing. I've fallen in love with it for the last few years. One of my favorite shows growing up was The Profit with Marcus Limonis, where homie used to just go into businesses, say, listen, I'm going to give you this amount of money for this equity, but I got to run it for the next X amount of time. And I would just literally watch him turn gyms and smoothie shops and bakeries and all these different types of companies into really good businesses mm -hmm. that make money. Sometimes you got to cut staff. Sometimes you got to increase staff. You got to increase marketing, like all those different things. I loved that. And so mm -hmm. for me, when I get into venture investments, personally, there are some companies I, I don't I don't even have an opportunity to talk to the CEO. I ain't that big. Right. My checks ain't that big. But there are some companies where they're so early that yeah. I'm talking to the CEO and I feel like I can have an impact on the direction of this company, right. where it goes, who it helps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, venture, venture capital, a different realm, right? I think, you know, to the, to the everyday person listening and, you know, one person who's been crushing in venture is you know, Nas, right? Um, Nas, he putting out in songs, right? He was an early investor in Coinbase, right? The pretty much the, the go-to app if you ever wanted to go buy, you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum, any other cryptocurrency, right? Nas was able to invest in it years ago, right? And that's the mm. type of thing, right? There are people that invest in Uber and Facebook years ago before the public was able to invest in it. Venture capital is something that, like you say, it's high risk, but if you write, it's a high reward, right? You have the ability to make over 10 times your money, right? Some people make 70X, 50X, right? And that's the idea. So talking to Kendrick, right? Looking back, right? He got 400K in the bank, don't know what to do with it. Cope, as a fellow person making a bag, right? I'm in the NFL, bro. I got 400 too, but my money ain't in the bank. I'm gonna tell you where it's at, right? I got some of it tied up in real estate, some of it tied up in stocks. Right. So now the next thing he was saying, and it was like, I look at money as a resource, every contract I get. Right. So every new month, every new check I'm getting, I got to be able to put my kids, family in school. So he's talking about his mm. kids, kids right now. He's talking generational. Right. So how is he setting that up then? Or how would you give him the game on how to set that up then? Yeah, no, I mean, the next level step is not only to make sure that you eat, but now he's at a certain net worth and level where it's not about you anymore, right? I think that he's established, or what I think what he's referring to in that song is, hey, I've established a certain amount of financial freedom and comfort where I'm good, right? Meaning I got money for not just now, but I got money working for when I'm 35. And then I got a little tranche of money working for when I'm 45. And I got something that's going to hit when I'm 48. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so I'm good. Now, everything that I'm doing is for to pour into not only clearly my the next generation, but the generation beyond them. And so that's that's a major, major discussion, because now you're starting to talk about trusts and estates and uh, I, the, the term is estate planning. Right. You're starting to put money not just in you know, your son's name. I'm not just putting money in Bryson's name, but I'm putting money into this trust, which Bryson can pull from at a certain age with certain requirements. So there are things that you are putting together and putting in place to make sure that your money is being used the way you want it to be. So mm. 
So so, so back when go ahead. So back when people growing up, like, man, that's just a trust fund kid. So Marge was really just hating that their parents and grandparents knew what to do with the bag. Is that is that what you're <laughs> right, telling me for? Right. Bro, <laughs> that that's that's the exact exact point, man. It's like I can't remember who it was. I think it's Keon the the, the girl. K-Y-O-N, the girl on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. But she did a, a a video a while back and was like, you know, I hate it when people say you silver spoon. Like, I hate it when people say, you know, you got a silver spoon in your mouth because your, your parents and your grandparents did what they were supposed to do. Like, oh God. you want me to call you paper bag and, you know, <laughs> little spork and shit like that? You know, like, I don't know what she said, but like, it was like, that's like, that's what I'm supposed to do, right? Like, Facts. I think you tweeted before, like, your, your, your daughter better not ever talk about she started from the bottom, right? What? As hard as you working. What? <laughs> I promise you I'm saying something ignorant if she ever say that. I might be on, they gonna call DCFS. I'm, I'm whooping the dog because <laughs> that's the thing. Like the true goal of a parent is to ensure your kids have a better life than you did, right? So if you come from the bottom, yeah. right, then your kids should not come from the bottom. If so, then you failed as a parent. No offense, but like you weren't doing something right, right? And so like Tell the them. idea of a trust fund, baby, like I, I, I pray. Knock on wood that my kids' kids is all trust fund kids. You feel me? That yeah. means I really was grinding the right way. And there's the, the certain things too, and, and it's just like a, it's also a, a education gap because as I'm learning and trying to learn more about this, right? Like certain things, I am smart enough to know what I don't know, and I'm smart enough to know, hey, if this group of people are talking about it or I keep hearing somebody mention this in this type of group or net worth or I probably need to figure that out Facts. because that's where I'm trying to get to financially and it's not just about okay let me take the money I've worked for and put it away into this trust and then you know Bryson can get it if he's 21 you can put different stipulations on it he's 21 gotta have a job or 21 graduated from college or 21 and mm-hmm. xyz so you can put different barriers to entry on it but another thing that i don't have all the answers to or or, or on but there's also tax advantages to this so yes, a lot of us don't understand when we die there are estate taxes or inheritance taxes when your money passes down. So mm-hmm. I might have worked my tail off, paid off a crib, paid off multiple cribs, paid off assets, paid off everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Acquired a bunch of assets, paid off everything. And now when I pass away, although I'm supposed to get, I've already paid taxes on the money that I've bought the stocks with or I bought the homes with. Now when it passes down to Bryson or any other kids that we have in the future, now they have to pay a tax on that again. That thing is being double taxed. So there are different things like trusts and other, you know, I guess you call them sh- not shell, but vehicles, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different things like trusts and other types of vehicles where now you can protect those yeah. assets. Protecting so now your bad. children get the full, your full work. Like, I mean, period, beyond that, like, people have differing views on taxes and stuff like that. Cool. I, regardless of the money that I've made and I've paid my taxes on and, and whatever, it's, it's paid. It's done. Don't tell me when I die, now my son 
got to pay the gotta same go taxes. Got to go all the grief and then pay taxes on the stuff that I already paid taxes on before. You greedy, government. Like, you being greedy now. Like, you, Facts. you're doing too much. And so if I can do anything like a trust fund, right, <laughs> or if I can do anything to protect that stuff because yeah. I've already paid taxes on it, why the f*** would I not? Period. You know what I'm saying? So that's another thing. Them trust fund babies, they were really, really winning because mm -hmm. it's not that they preying on their parents' downfall, but it's like, I'm not going to be writing another check with the money that my parents already worked hard for and paid taxes on already. Hey, them big gems, right? I think what people don't understand is that proper planning prevents poor performance, right? We heard that growing up, right? But more importantly, it's even different when you're talking about passing, even if it's a couple thousands of dollars, 10, 20, 30, 100,000 or millions of dollars, there's an actual art to doing it. And that's the estate planning. So when, you know, when, when KDOT talking about using his money as a resource and he's trying to say that his kids' kids is going to be able to be put through school, right? He ain't talking about just my kids. He's talking about his grandkids and his future great-grandchildren, right? The way you do that the right way is estate planning, and that's through trust funds and et cetera, right? So believe it or yeah. not, some of your hardest people that come from the gutter right? Their kids are going to be trust fund kids. And it's not like, oh, mm. they're going to, you know, be silver spoon fed. And that mean that they just going to have everything in life given to them. No, this is the correct way to pass down generational wealth without allowing the government to have a hand all in your business again, right? Because in order to even acquire <laughs> your wealth, right? Like Cope, Cope be getting taxed like 50%, right? The, in order to even acquire the wealth, the government already had their money in there. Now, now the government gonna have your hand and your money again when you die? Nah, bro, I need the trust Bruh. fund. Let me go and protect my the assets. Government, the government on that, that DJ Khaled, like, another one. <laughs> uh, uh, another one. God damn, boy, get out my hey. pocket. So the moral <laughs> of the story, right, if you, K-Dot, right, or anybody else right now, right, there's a such thing as having too much money in the bank. You did? You want to make sure you don't have... I mean, I, I get it, right? You might not necessarily know what to do with it, right? And that's why you keep tuning in to Money, Music, and Culture. We're going to tell you what to do with it. But the reality is, right, a guy like K-Dot coming up, and he's finally starting to make real money, and there was a such thing as having too much money in there, and now he didn't know what to do with it. But what we just talked about, right, was the actual steps, right? Write down your plan, understand the why, understand your budgeting, understand how much you actually need to live in, actually have to keep in your bank account, right? And then it's like, okay, what assets can I buy, right? Cope. He's going to tell you, first thing you want to do is let me buy some assets, right? Some, some real estate, real assets I could touch, right? Then after that, maybe a stock market, right? Then it's venture capital. But then after that, now to ensure that the bag continues to stay and we keep it in the family forever, now we got to do estate planning, right? Trust fund babies, right? At the end of the day, the goal is to have trust fund babies. That's the goal, right? We want to mm. make more money than our parents did. And that's the goal. Um, you want to you wanna take us out on anything, dog? Hey, man. Nah, you, you said it all. I think we'll dive in at a later point in time because when you talk about that estate, you also talk about insurance mm -hmm. and making sure that you, you have adequately provided for your absence and then some yep. for the people that depend on you. Yes, right? sir. And, and I think that that's a, that's a topic that is sorely missed because we look at it as another bill. And no one likes to talk about their death, but that's something that we're going to dive into tenfold because we need the experts to come talk about that. Like, that's, 
major right now, and and we got to make sure that we set the trend. We can literally change our whole bloodlines net worth when we die. Fact. Which is grim, and a lot of people don't like to think about that. But I mean, I don't know about you, but we we gonna die. I've point. accepted that fate. <laughs> I've accepted you know the fate that like, at some point in life I ain't gonna be here. Right. Might as well have. Might as well have you know the family looking at. You check like. Like damn, granddad really looked out for us. Right. We gonna miss you, big dog. But damn, you looked out for us. <laughs> right. I wish he would have died earlier. I take back all the bad things I said about that dude, <laughs> man. He all right, you know. <laughs> like, but nah, fact. man. We we again, man. Money, music, culture, boy. We be dropping knowledge as much knowledge as we can give and we are always going to make sure we bring even more people around you more guests more experts and keep having these tough conversations let's break the cycle let's be the change money music culture tell your auntie your cousin your cousin's cousin your neighbor and as ross has so eloquently put it in the past your ex-girlfriend if you got your ex-girlfriend if this is that good to have your ex-girlfriend on you know we 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 spitting five man but it's your boy professor cope it's your boy ross mack and you tuned into another episode of money music culture we'll see you next time whoa